Okay, everybody. Uh, Doug here, solo in the studio. And I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about Oliver Stone's 1986 Platoon, a movie that I'm going to bet you haven't thought about in a long time. Um, not just uh, directed by Oliver Stone, also written by him. Uh, Platoon really is the first of three films in Stone's Vietnam War trilogy, the second being his 1989 Born on the Fourth of July and concluding with 1993's Heaven and Earth. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, the film um, is uh, a very, very serious take on uh, an, one infantryman's experience uh, during his year in Vietnam. Um, it is probably very loosely based on some of Stone's experiences as a soldier in Vietnam himself. Um, the film has what can only be described as a tremendous cast. Uh, a young Charlie Sheen, sort of before Charlie Sheen became known as a Hollywood bad boy and got into all sorts of troubles. Uh, there was a time when Charlie Sheen was a rising star and, uh, and really a heralded actor of his generation. Uh, Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe round out the leads of the cast playing uh, Sergeants Barnes and Elias, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. And then the rest of the cast is, is really quite impressive from top to bottom. Um, uh, Keith David uh, is in his Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, uh, before he was Johnny uh, Johnny Drama on Entourage. Um, Johnny Depp has a small role in this. Tony Todd, uh, known to us as Kern, uh, Warp's brother on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, just sort of a big cast of people. Uh, and the movie came out to almost universal acclaim in 1986. It went on to win uh, several Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound. And the movie is primarily remembered as really the first big serious film we had about the Vietnam War in a long time. Coppola's Apocalypse Now came out in 74 and Michael Cimino's Deer Hunter came out in 78. So this is, you know, this is about a decade-ish uh, removed from those films. And this was a time also when there were not a lot of movies about Vietnam made. I think it was still sort of a touchy subject. I think there were uh, a huge number of living Vietnam veterans who perhaps maybe didn't want to see a movie about this. Um, I remember seeing this uh, when I was in high school and uh, being very, very excited to see it and feeling like it was perhaps the first movie about Vietnam that I felt was made for my generation. Whereas I had seen Apocalypse Now and I'd seen The Deer Hunter and didn't really feel like they were speaking to people of my generation. So just a quick review of the plot. <clears throat> the movie follows um, Charlie Sheen playing uh, Chris Taylor from a green rookie, uh, so-called FNG, to a seasoned, sultry infantryman in Vietnam. Uh, the movie uh, focuses a lot on his initiation into combat life. Uh, we see him doing all sorts of things like taking point, uh, night patrols, uh, cleaning latrines, digging foxholes. He even gets wounded with some shrapnel to his neck <clears throat> early on in a firefight that he takes part in. The movie uh, has a dividing line right in the middle, which is essentially a My Lai massacre type of scene where the platoon is extremely angry over the mutilation and torture of one of their colleagues and the death of two others from booby traps. Um, right after uh, the booby trap scene, they find one of their colleagues essentially I think his throat is cut and he's been mutilated and they happen upon a, a village where they suspect Viet Cong of, of hiding or at least being harbored. Um, the soldiers essentially ransack the village um, and 
it's a, it's it's in some ways the best scene and in some ways the hardest scene to watch. You know, our hero Chris Taylor partakes in the violence, very clearly partakes in the violence, but he feels bad about it. Um, and he's very conflicted even as he's taking part in essentially, um, uh, you know, uh, a war crime. Um, he does manage to sort of salvage himself to the point where he can save a very young girl from being raped by a couple of soldiers. Uh, but, you know, there are several killings in this scene. The village is torched. And uh, the two sergeants in the film, Sergeant Barnes, uh, played by um, Tom Berenger and Sergeant Elias, played by Willem Dafoe, have a essentially a fist fight in front of all the men about whether or not the massacre should have happened and, and how the soldiers are conducting themselves. Um, you know, Barnes is presented as the aggressive, hostile, angry soldier, whereas Elias is presented as more of a contemplative and humane soldier, but still a soldier and capable of killing enemies when he needs to. And the platoon largely becomes split. There's like a fault line right down the middle of the platoon with some soldiers backing Barnes and saying Barnes' approach is better and it was okay to do that to the village and other people backing Elias saying, no, it wasn't okay to do that. Um, There is a, um, a lot of tension built up by the fact that Elias essentially says he's going to write up an after-action report and say that there were early killings and these are war crimes, and Barnes is really on the hook. Uh, I'm not giving anything away. It's a 30-year-old movie. Uh, Barnes kills Elias. He shoots him uh, in the field when no one is looking, figuring if Elias is dead, he can't write him up and get him in trouble. Um Barnes tells uh, Chris Taylor that Elias has been killed, although they find out only moments later that Elias is still alive, uh, and they see him just before he is uh, gunned down by a large number of Vietnamese soldiers, essentially giving, giving uh, or shining light on the fact that Barnes was completely lying about the fact that Elias was dead. This leads to an open discussion of fragging Barnes, which essentially comes to nothing because the men don't have the stomach to really, really defeat Barnes. Um... Uh, and then the the film leads up to essentially a final big nighttime operation uh, where they are overrun by Vietnamese soldiers. And this this is a long, drawn-out battle scene that involves and results in the death of most of the main cast of the movie. Um, there's a, a, a senior officer in the film who's played by Dale Dye, Captain Harris. Uh, Captain Harris is sort of the voice of authority throughout the film. Um, and Captain Harris... Uh, essentially calls in an airstrike on his own position as they are all overrun. Uh, And the the film's climax is essentially um, an airstrike on their own troops and their own men as they are essentially engaging in hand-to-hand combat with Vietnamese soldiers or Viet Cong soldiers. Um, And uh, Chris Taylor, our hero, lives but is emotionally a wreck at the end of the film and he sort of feels like he was torn between two fathers, Barnes and Elias. Um... You know, I think that uh, looking back on this film 30 years on, I saw this in the theater once and I saw it on video once or twice after that. And I was actually surprised watching it again at how much I remember. Like, I remember a lot of specific lines and I knew, like, who was going to say what. And I really hadn't thought about the film in many years. So it certainly made a big impact on me at the time. I think there's some good and some bad things about the film. On the one hand, um, the movie does look quite good. This is filmed on location in the Philippines, and they really did nail the costumes and the weapons and the environment, and it feels like you're watching a Vietnam film. It's very convincing. You know, it doesn't look like they're on a set. It doesn't look like they're on a Hollywood backlot. Like, it's 
it really is to some extent it has sort of a cinema verite feel, especially the combat scenes. Very much you are there. Um, one of the best scenes is actually the first scene of uh, Charlie Sheen's arrival in Vietnam as he's sort of walking out of the, the ramp of a cargo plane into the stifling heat and humidity, and he's wearing you know perfectly clean uh, fatigues, and he's got a perfect haircut, and he's clean-shaven, and then he's very quickly contrasted with the senior salty soldiers that he sees walking around the airbase who openly mock him uh, for his rookie status. Um, and again, you know, um, Charlie Sheen, you got to hand it to him. He does a very good job. I mean, we all know that Charlie Sheen has, uh, you know, he's had some rough times in his life. Uh, but, you know, this was a very different era for him, and he really does hold the film. I mean, he's in virtually every scene, and he carries the film on his shoulder. And he does a really good job. Um, uh, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe, Kevin Dillon. I mean, uh, there's a lot of really, really good moments in this film, and the cast really holds it up well. Uh, Johnny Depp has a, a very, very tiny part in this, but he's still uh, obviously visible as a young Johnny Depp. Um, the combat scenes look great, um, and it emphasizes really the emotions the soldiers are feeling in combat, you know, sort of the fear leading up to a conflict, uh, the sort of excitement uh, that combat can bring out, how some of them like being in combat, uh, and some of them are just terrified of it, and sort of the the need to come down uh, emotionally uh, after, you know, walking point or going on patrol or or being in a firefight, like all of those emotional highs and lows are dealt with very, very directly. Um, you know, it, it openly showed drug use in Vietnam and how some of the soldiers were against it and how a lot of them partook in it. There's a lot of open uh, scenes of them using drugs and talking about drugs, which I thought was interesting to see, too. I think that sort of also made this film a little bit different at the time and that it, uh, you know, didn't always show the U.S. soldiers in a perfect light. Um, these guys aren't Audie Murphy, even though there's a joke about Audie Murphy in the movie. And I think, you know, as it did for me, this movie opened up Vietnam to a lot of people who were too young to remember it. Um, and, for example, I know that after I saw this movie, I it really sort of started me reading about Vietnam. And, I've you know, here I am decades later, I probably read 30 or 40 books about the Vietnam War, you know, at least in part spawned by Platoon and other movies like it that I saw as a young person. Um, and I think from a film point of view, uh, Platoon really spawned what can only be described as dozens of Vietnam uh, movie films. Um, you know, just sort of looking through, um, you know, there is easily 10 to 20 Vietnam movies that came out after this um, throughout the the mid to late 80s and early 90s. I have to confess that most of them are terrible. Um, there's a lot of crap. Chuck Norris, sort of wish fulfillment, heroic movies. Um, but, you know, for all the crap, you know, there's a couple of good ones. I'll talk about Full Metal Jacket in a little bit. Um, but, you know, there is... Um, Hamburger Hill is not a bad movie. Um, Good Morning Vietnam is not a bad movie. Um, I like the two other movies in Stone's Vietnam Trilogy. Uh, Bat 21 is not a bad movie. Flight of the Intruder is not a bad movie. But again, for every one of these, there's a piece of crap uh, as well, like just some sort of awful, you know, grade Z Vietnam action movie. Um. And just to sort of flip the coin over, I think there are some bad things about this film that don't hold up so well. And for example, 
it's incredibly heavy-handed in terms of its tone. There's virtually no levity. Even the scenes of the soldiers um, relaxing and having a good time are often tinged with heavy uh, poignancy or drama or or done overlying uh, intense drug use. So, you know, there's no humor at all in this film to break the tension. Um, the overwrought tone, I think, makes repeated viewings difficult. Like, for example, I have a Roku... Uh, this movie is free this month on the Roku, and that's what made me rewatch it and decide to review it. And, you know, like having rewatched it, I'm okay to put it back on the shelf for another five or ten years. I don't feel a need to watch it again. Um, and I think in some ways maybe it hasn't aged as well as we might have expected it to, considering it's a Best Picture winner. Um, you know, nobody talks about this movie anymore. Like, this was a movie that, that you know, took America by storm, was on the cover of every magazine, and, you know, it's kind of been forgotten in a, in a lot of ways. Like, literally, no one talks about Platoon anymore. The movie's not quotable. There's very little that you can sort of point to and say that that was a defining line or shot or something that, that really stands out in film. And, and for example, you know, when you think about Full Metal Jacket, which was really made concurrently with this, probably started production far sooner knowing Kubrick, you know, Full Metal Jacket comes out in 1987 and, and basically disappears without, uh, you know, a lot of fanfare. Um, you know, it was the second big dramatic movie about Vietnam to come out in a, in a short period of time. And, you know, it sort of had the inverse uh, lifespan of Platoon. I think Full Metal Jacket, by any any stretch and any definition, is a much better film. Um, it has fared far better. It looks better. It's better written. It's better acted. Um, people quote it all the time. Arlie Ermey as Drill Sergeant Hartman will live for eternity for that role. Um, and Full Metal Jacket portrayed the soldiers in an even more complex and three-dimensional way because the entire movie is essentially about sort of the duality of man. And, you know, some of the best scenes in Full Metal Jacket involve a lot of humor or black humor. But again, like those scenes serve to really break up the movie and give it a much broader range of emotions and tones uh, than Platoon had. Um, I think kind of the unsung hero of this movie is actually Dale Dye. Again, he plays Captain Harris. He also does all the voices over the radio. He actually wrote the novelization, which I've actually read. I'm probably one of four people in America who read the novelization, but the novelization is a, it's extremely well done. And, you know, most movie novelizations are essentially garbage, I say that as somebody who's read a million of them, but most of them are garbage. And, and Dale Dyde wrote a real book about Vietnam, and he really expanded on everything we saw uh, on the screen and, and sort of gave the the movie and the characters a lot more dimensions than, you know, Stone could do in just a two-hour movie. He was able to do in a novel a lot more. So if you have interest in this, it's certainly worth checking out Dale Dye's book. You can buy used copies on Amazon for practically pennies. Um is it worth going back and revisiting Platoon? I would definitely say yes. I will not lie. I enjoyed watching this again. It was good to see um, Sheen and some of the other actors much, much younger again. I do have a lot of respect for Stone. I know he's had some ups and downs in his career and some movies that have been better than others, but I like Oliver Stone's films as a whole, and I think this is still one of his best despite my criticisms of it. I think it's definitely worth a relook, especially if you haven't seen it in a long time. It might give you sort of a, a fresh interest in uh, movies about Vietnam or the Vietnam War itself, uh, and I'm glad I certainly took the time to go back and sort of uh, view it again. 
Anyway, I will wrap there. I just wanted to give my thoughts on, again, Oliver Stone's 1986 platoon. Uh, Definitely uh, worth a watch if you haven't seen it in a while. Thanks, everybody.